everybody, this is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, we review two classic episodes of Julia Child's classic cooking show, The French Chef. Let's bring mom in now. Hi, mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? I'm good at long last. Um, yeah. I'm not going to get into the details because I think we had this last time, but it's been a month of um, contagious illness. I think for many people across the country um, are experiencing distress due to a couple of viruses that are banging around, but you're hailing hardy, I take it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can't say that my doctor has declared me Hale and Hardy, but uh, oh. I t- yeah, I did have my meet and greet. Oh, the meet and greet. That's right. Oh, you have met and Gret. I have. And let me start off by saying that Dr. Gowardi is a young, sharp as a tack doctor, just what you want. I'll just say that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So it, the, the meet and greet went well, it sounds like. Well, it started off a little... Rough. I was a little nervous, not knowing what I was walking into, because I was thinking this was going to be like the Inquisition. The Inquisition is exactly what I wanted to say. And if listeners haven't heard previous episodes, this is a an appointment months in the making. Mom has a new doctor, and she's been trying to just get an appointment to see the doctor, as you do. Um, and she was told that first she has to have a meet and greet. Um, and I believe that the office even told you, that even if you had some medical thing that needed treatment, no, you can't get it until this fateful meet and greet happens. And I think last, it's come up a couple times. Last time also, like, the last thing was, like, you wanted to get your physical while you were at the meet and greet, right? Get some actual medical care done right. um, amid the chit chat. And I believe the response was if she has time. If she has time. Get to it. Wow. So I'd be nervous too, mom. I don't know where the boundaries are on this thing. What happened? So my blood pressure was a little high, but she, yeah, said, I bet. she said, go home and take it. So that's what I'll do when I get to it. But she sat down and she said, well, what are you doing here today? <laughs> and I said, I don't know. I said, this is this is your call. And she said, what are you talking about? And I told her what I was told, that she was appalled. She said, none of this is true. The doctor was appalled. Yes. By all the history that I just went through. Yes. She said, I would have seen you at any time. I don't. What? Who told you this? I said, I don't know, the girl that called to make the appointment. You know, so we went over it all, and she said, none of that is true. That just isn't true. I'm so sorry. Um, She said, do you want a physical? And I said, no, I, I really don't. I'm just, you know, I'm a bit thrown today, and... um. I really came with the uh, impression that I was not going to like you and I was not going to be using <laughs> you as my doctor. Um, and now I 
now that I've met you and cleared all this up, I feel much better, but um, we'll put that off. And she said, well, when would you like, because I thought she was also going to be one of these. All right, we'll see you in three months. You know, one of those that gets you yeah, on the train. Yeah. And she said, so when would you like to see me again? And I said, well, never. And she said, um, well, we'll make it a year. How about a year? She said, and you call me if there's any issues. And I said, that sounds great to me. But I still, I so, still. So wait, do you like her or not? Did you I get do, your physical? I like her. No, I didn't want to that day. Well, what, you're not going to go back in another year to get your physical, are you? Oh, I'll see her before then. No, and I'm going to have blood work done. I mean, what is a physical? What else is that? You have a heart murmur, which I've had for a hundred years. Um, I have a dermatologist. I have a ophthalmologist. I mean, really, she's just taken care of the body paint at this point. You know, she's, you know, she's got. She's well. Not... I want you to see your doctor, and this was the your telling of the story is very confusing, and that I can't entirely tell whether you like her. Well, or not. I do. I do. I liked her very, very much. She was very straightforward. Um, she went over all my medications and um the you know went over the stomach surgery that i had you know she was very thorough so i feel like she's got a good picture of who i am and i got a good picture of who she is and i'm pretty satisfied that you know should good. something come up she's my girl good yeah um i'd like to get to the bottom of the whole meet and greet where that whole architecture came from but <clears throat> well as you know or may not know actually uh there's been a lot of upheaval at dartmouth health uh they spent what 80 million eighty thousand dollars doing the name change and when the when the phone call comes to remind you of your appointment it still says dartmouth hitchcock so there's oh a, really oh yeah. they that's right they took the Hitchcock out that'll show them yeah take that Hitchcocks that was money well spent and you know so now I have well, was it you, eighty million or eighty thousand one of those was, is a little more it was reasonable one of those but they're they're having some <laughs> trouble now they're having money problems now so they're constantly writing and and saying you know support this support that and i i take great joy in sending them back a, a little note that says you know where's all the money you spent on rebranding how stupid was that oh and you send them a note to that effect if they send me an email i do send it back because i want them to know um but uh dr Gordon you really says, have a beef with this free brand i do I do because I think it was a total waste of money. It was. What a if total... it was eighty dollars? Because you don't remember. It could. It, you you don't know if it's eighty thousand or a million. It could be. I 80. know it was an outrageous amount. I think it was eighty million because everything had to go. All the <clears throat> everything had to go that had Dartmouth Hitchcock on it. And what was wrong with Dartmouth Hitchcock? Mary Hitchcock, who started the hospital, is now just totally. Kick to the curb. There's no, there's the, there's no distinctiveness in the in the Dartmouth Health. What? Who cares? That's a, what a stupid name to go with. It's just nothing, and 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 how much time and money was spent on that? Um, 
So I do like to, when they ask for money, I like to say, why don't you ask uh, Joanne, who is the head of the hospital now, why don't you ask her uh, to Joanne? donate some Mom. of her? These I, poor uh, hospital volunteers, why do you got to give them a hard time? There is a lot of upheaval at the hospital right now. They're really having trouble with uh, employee retention, uh, so much so, Johnny, that they have put soda back in the machines, back in the vending machines. Oh. I mean, they've gone to extraordinary How measures. How do you know that? Because <laughs> I follow a thing on Instagram that is, uh, <laughs> yeah, d that is all the disgruntled employees at Dartmouth-Hitchcock. Oh, my God. No wonder you've got all these... Oh, jeez, Mom. And we have a neighbor oh. that's a nurse there. Oh, really? So yeah. you're getting all the inside yeah. skinny? That's right. That's right. All <laughs> oh, the nonsense. Lord. And so I, I do have a little idea of what's going on up there. And that's uh, uh, not good. It's not good. It used to used to be a very highly regarded facility. Um, but. I guess they're not paying out the big bucks, but you can get a Coca-Cola now in the machine. So, yay! <laughs> okay, before we get to the chewy thing, I just have to read this thing, Mom. Uh, today's episode of Pop Mom is brought to you by Dartmouth Hitchcock Hospital. <laughs> uh, New England tradition for 80 years. <laughs> Quality health care. Now, with more beverage options than ever, that's Dartmouth-Hitchcock Hospital. Oh, my God. Thank you for your sponsorship, Dartmouth-Hitchcock. Yes. If you're feeling ill, call them up for a meet and greet today. And wait four months. All right. Well, we don't have, we don't have time for anything else, Mom, after okay. the hospital story. So goodbye, Sorry. everybody. No, no. <laughs> Uh, what's my, going on with Chewy? Is this a pet Chewy people story. Chewy or a Chewy candy? Chewy the pet. Okay. Company. What happened? This is a quickie. Um, they send a, <laughs> they, was that a, what? <laughs> Nothing. What? No, go ahead. Okay. They send out these postcards constantly that's, uh, say get 15% off your first order. Well, I've placed many, many orders here and I always feel bad because it's a very nice, uh, grade of of uh, light cardboard and you know it's a really nice thing and so I I wrote them uh, don't make fun of me so I wrote them and I said <laughs> it makes me feel sad when I get these in the mail um, and then all I do is throw them out and they I said you know I've been a customer for a long time and this code does not apply to me and I got back a very nice note that said um, thanks for reaching out we hear what you're saying we have a media reach out thing that sends these to different area mm -hmm. codes mm -hmm. there is a real word for that but I can't find it right now Okay, um, but they they have somebody who mails this stuff out for them, is what you're saying. Right. Yeah? Okay. Right. To potential new customers. And they have a, you know, they have a lead list from wherever, whatever data broker has opened his trench coat and revealed all your secrets, and they just blast it out to all those right. addresses. 
So they said, what you can do is leave it at the post office for somebody else that might be interested, which I thought was a good idea. Um, and then they said, give our love to Toast. Wow. Ooh, speaking of having all your info. Yeah, well. Nice touch. Yeah. I thought That's that cute. was nice. Yeah. I like that their solution was to leave it at the post office. Just litter. Well, I wouldn't throw Plus it on your, the... <laughs> your post office guy never cleans up, so it's just going to be... Oh, he's a, a remember slob. Those, remember those America Online CDs? Imagine if he yes. were postmaster in the age of those. There would just be... Uh, it would. The post office would be made of America Online CDs at this point. You could um, build your own post office with all of those. That's what I said. <laughs> I yeah. think you're... Um, I think the real solution to it is to try to get your name off of some of these lists, but that's that can be a losing battle, I think. Well, how do you do that? I mean, there's honest... services that'll help you with it, but yeah, I don't, I don't really know. You know, uh, 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 I'll just delete the stuff that comes on the email. The mail is all trash. I mean, it's all car sales, and I don't know. The yeah, mail it is, is all trash at this point. It really is. Of course, when um, we asked people to send actual correspondence through the mail, you were overwhelmed. Well, I enjoyed that, though, uh, looking back on it. Um, it. it's There's no personal mail. You know, the most personal thing yeah. you get is a bill. Card at your birthday sometimes, especially if you're a kid. Well, I mean, and look how shocked Eve and, and Leo were when we sent them cards from, from Colorado. They couldn't understand what why they got them. And when it wasn't their birthday, it was like a foreign, you know, something that really <laughs> well, in, yeah, there was no their... There was no prize attached to it. So I guess it was just an irritation. Yeah. Yeah. Trash to them. How's the post office going, by the way? Well, I have I'm to sure tell you, you have no post office updates, right? <laughs> you do. can't be. I do have a story. This is. I'm so embarrassed to tell this story, but it's just it's just describes, I think, me if the if the listeners don't know me yet. This is this is my life. This is my life. I'm in the post office. It's winter uh, a week and a half ago. So people have their heavy coats on and whatever. And this guy says to me, have you met your new neighbors yet? And I'm thinking, who is this guy? And I said, well, I've met her. They're divorced. It's just her. Oh, oh, he says, um, any problem with the ducks? And I'm thinking, who, who is this? Who is, I can't place him. I'm going down the, the road, up the road, other side of the street. And I said, no, no, uh, the neighbors before fed them corn, and now they don't feed them, so there is no duck problem. And he says, oh, yeah, that was Amy. And I realize I'm talking to the old neighbor. Who I'm talking to, the oh husband of the woman God. that was feeding the ducks. Whoops. Yeah, and do you know people are just I I maybe nobody is listening to me. 
because he was not the least bit phased. He was not the and I said, oh, my God, Harry, I didn't recognize you. And I, you know, went over and gave him a big squeezy hug and um, he got all flustered. And I thought, well, all right, that's that's enough diversion. But I went home and I couldn't stop laughing. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> You're standing there saying, yeah, the last dumb assholes who yeah. lived there. You should have seen yeah. them with what those ducks. What a bunch of yucks they oh, were. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. And I couldn't stop laughing all the way home. I just... <laughs> Is that embarrassing, do you think? Oh, my God, yeah. I would be mortified. <sighs> okay. That's, that's my life, though. I mean, that that if that was the one time it happened to me, I think we could all just... That's true, yeah, it no. Well, it's funny, because I was thinking, like, oh, God, it could have been anyone on Earth, and it would have been less embarrassing than, yeah. uh, than that, but... And yeah. and do you think you could take a clue? Who would know about the ducks? The only people that complained about it was us. Yeah. <laughs> but nope, I'm just mucking through there like, ugh. So you complained to them about the ducks? Yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah. He, uh, there were hundreds of them. That's right, I remember. Um, okay. And the, of course now they're divorced, so... He just blamed it on her and moved on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, I guess I can see why it wouldn't phase him. Yeah, not his duck problem anymore. Right. He was not a fan of, of feeding the ducks. Because, of course, you know what comes with them. Poop. Poop. Duck poop. Which is spelly. Um, and so quacking. He, oh, my God. It drove Daddy nuts. It drove... There were, there were hundreds... Like 200 ducks at yeah. least. It's not nature anymore at that point, right? Like it's nice to have the ducks around and once in a while you see a dozen ducks paddle by on their way to wherever ducks go. Right. And that's nice to watch from the backyard or whatever. It's idyllic. But when you've got at this mob of ducks, it's just a, an animal frenzy and it's not nice to be around anymore, no. No, and it's loud. It's loud because there's there's always one duck that's louder than the others, and I don't know. It was a nuisance. It was a nuisance, and Dad finally went over and talked to them, uh, but she fed them anyway. Well, it sounds like he's still embarrassed about the ducks, as well he should be, so think nah, about that. Nah, he doesn't have to be. He, it was her. He, I knew it was her. Well, yeah, but he, well, anyway, who cares? I'm tired of talking about the ducks. Let's All talk right. about the French chef is our topic this week. You ready, Mom? I'm ready. Debuting on public television in 1963, Julia Child's The French Chef produced 201 episodes over the next 10 years and was a staple in reruns for decades after that. Child's conceit was to make the lofty world of gourmet French cooking accessible to the average American cook. She did so by way of agile half-hour demonstrations in which the preparation of a dazzling dinner spread seemed as simple as a few flicks of the wrist. Here's a clip from an episode in which Julia prepares a ham dinner in only 30 minutes. Can you imagine? 
and then at that point you can put in your put in your sauce and that was the mustard tomato paste and cream it doesn't make too much difference how much of these of this you put in you just don't want to put in uh, too much tomato paste it should have just sort of a light blush and then the ham can go in back again and at this point you you can prepare this much ahead say with your first course you would want to have your ham all ready and then you can just set it aside and then when you're changing your dishes reheat it again and spoon the sauce over it and then it can just it can just sit that way and be reheated when you are ready to serve and so we'll say that we are now ready to serve so let's see how we're doing Oh, we still have 10 minutes. This is very good, I must say. Full episodes of The French Chef are available on YouTube. Mom, is The French Chef a delight for the senses, or did it leave a bad taste in your mouth? This show is delightful. How could it? Oh, yeah. really? Really? <laughs> How could it? I almost didn't write a bad one for this one. But, nah. uh, it's there's There's such a thin premise for the meal presentation you know yeah you're the boss is coming home or something and then she just gets on with it and it's it's <laughs> it's very quiet she's not selling anything yeah that's true it's it's very and very quietly and and, and not fancy not out of your you know there's no uh exotic ingredients uh at the really? beginning well it gets uh. It gets more and more. I started to keep track of the ingredients because it does seem simple at first. And then she's suddenly now much of this is optional and she's giving you an idea. Right. But um, I noted uh, this is from the ham dinner episode now. Um, oh, what did we watch? Um, ham dinner in 30 minutes. And we also watched the French uh, jelly roll or what is it called? Yes. We'll get to that. Um, was the ham dinner the one bringing home a friend, though? The ham dinner one had a little drama at the beginning where her husband calls and says, hey, I'm bringing home a friend right. and I okay. guess his wife um, in half an hour. Are you going to have dinner ready? And she happens to have she has a ham on hand. And it's like, OK, I could see having a you're a, someone who cooks. I could see having a ham on hand. Also, watercress, anchovies, um, French mustard and tomato paste. Okay. Um, what else was there, Mom? Arrowroot? Well, that's um, just, we would just use cornstarch. So those are things you would have in your cupboard. You think so? Anchovies oh, yeah. too? Well, if you were an anchovy person. Watercress? No. Not not watercress. <laughs> but I mean, I have a can of sardines in the in the kitchen. Same so. thing, yeah. I mean, uh, one of the courses in this um, uh, ham dinner, and I think this is what you're getting at, was essentially a fluffy scrambled eggs in a tomato that's been right. you know stuffed into a tomato, served cold. Hmm. It sounded like a great appetizer. No, you didn't want that. Mom's um, making a face. Uh, that's why I re reacted. Oh, I would. I think I would have eaten it. 
I, I do think I would have eaten it, but that was the first course. This was the other thing, portion size. Yeah. What'd you think of that? Small, right? Small, yeah. But not presented as such. Not like, hey, if you're cutting back, if you're, um, but everything was small, but it was a few courses. Well, half a tomato with. <laughs> it's true. It was not a lot of food in any case, but uh, I don't know. It looked good to me. I agree. It was, you know, it was. It had a veggie. Uh, it had everything. Braised that... leeks, yeah. Another thing you just have on. Oh, let me get the leeks out and braise them real quick. Yeah, yeah, uh, and... and I I could see even Leo just scarfing those down. <laughs> And my kids, even Leo, yeah. yeah. I I want to tell you though, not specifically about these shows, but when I found her, I was probably what time? What year did the show start? Nineteen sixty three. It started. So I was eleven. I probably found this show when I was twelve, and she made a meal. She was going to make the most economical meal that she could make. For company, to serve company. And so she bought a package of gizzards, chicken gizzards. <laughs> chicken gizzards. And I'll tell you what, I couldn't take my eyes off because it was like watching somebody just eat a raw side of beef. It was just so repulsive to me at 12 years old to see her cleaning them and then sautéing them and, oh, you know, talking about how delicious they were and serving them to to people. It was like, oh, my God, is she kidding? Is she kidding me? <laughs> and, I, and I did also see the episode where she dropped the chicken on the floor and picked it up and just... Oh, my God, that's a classic. Yeah, yeah. and just kept That's a on. classic moment. So I saw all those in person, and I will tell you that <laughs> not in person, but in I their, mean, in on, on TV, TV, back in the day. right? When they originally aired, and I, you know, when you're a kid, there's a lot of stuff you don't get, and I couldn't figure out between her voice and some of the stuff she was cooking whether this was a joke that I just wasn't getting, or if this was a real show. Yeah. I understand that. I can. I think I can remember some of that same sensation as a kid. Uh, yeah. Um, you're bringing up the famous clip of her dropping the turkey, and what she does, she just picks it up, and she says, remember, only you were in the kitchen when this <laughs> happened. I mean, she, as you said, she just kept on, and I think that that's an essential quality of Julia. You know, she's understood as a culinary pioneer in the culture, but she's an incredible broadcaster. It's all one take. She's cooking a meal and managing ingredients that are at different stages of preparation already. Like it's this whole, sometimes she's got three different versions of the yeah. dish, right? At different stages. Um, and she just goes and she makes, you know, she you hear something drop on the floor or the telephone rings. I don't know if you and I both watched that episode or that was a different one. But there's I think I watched one where she's making a steak and the, the, the telephone rings. But, you know, the show goes on. It's um, I love live to tape 
broadcasting because it's so human and it shows that we do mess up. And that was important to her to show that you could screw up in the kitchen and that it wasn't all a perfectly pleated chef's hat and every ingredient just so that it, that cooking is a messy business and don't be intimidated by that. But the way she could handle anything that happened, her losing her place, she, you know, Ma, she had to catch her breath sometimes because she's been talking so long and you see her just take a deep breath before the next line. Um, But she handles it all with such grace that even when she makes a mistake, a few seconds later, you're not even sure if she did uh, make a mistake. Right. That's right. And um, uh, she made an impression on me even at the age of, 11 or 12 when I uh, found this show uh, being home from school sick and uh, mesmerized. You know, it was very soothing. Um, And again, I didn't know what I was really watching, but it was very entertaining. Uh, And things that she did that in the end turned out to be quite you know, frou-frou or whatever were presented in a simple, doable way. I remember her getting out a larding needle. Have you ever seen that? No. It's like a uh, hollow, maybe 12 inches long, that you put a big piece of suet in and you jab it into your roast so that the fat stays in your very lean roast and is juicy and delicious, Mm. which is also something I couldn't understand because I don't think I ate a piece of fat till I was 24. (laughs) I was disgusted (laughs) by anything. (laughs) Fat. Uh, Yeah. As a kid, so many of the ingredients are foreign and so many of the, yeah, when she, I watched an episode, mom, again, this is the uh, hamburger and steak episode I was telling you about. And she um, made a sauce from, I think, some uh, leftover beef juice that was in the pan and marrow. Um, And she had like a bone and she took her cleaver and a mallet and chopped it in half and then scraped out the marrow. And um, it's, hey, I'm over 40 years old and I'm looking at this like, I didn't know this was done. (laughs) The marrow sauce. Um, But that is part of the appeal of the show. And, you know, I said in the intro, she's making it accessible, but she's also like the exotic nature of some of the ingredients and some of the processes is also part of the entertainment value of the show. You know, it attracted you as a kid and it, yeah, that's right. I mean, and and now you can go to a fancy restaurant and order bone bones and, and just to eat the marrow out that's been roasted bones that have been roasted. And Oh, I didn't know that. I've never done that. (laughs) Have you eaten that? No. No, but haven't you read the New Yorker? It's in that, in that where they do the restaurants. You know, oh, delicious. Oh well, I, I haven't been in your downstairs bathroom lately, so no. Hey, there's nothing in there now. (laughs) Uh, What about the sponge cake jelly roll, Mom? Could you make that? Oh yeah, 
Yeah, I think I could. Her recipe looked simpler than some of the things I've seen done on the Great British Baking. Yeah, she just rolled it up and that was it. It wasn't any, uh, it wasn't any big fuss. And I think that's the thing. She's she's doing it in real time. There's no time lapse. It's this is it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a perfect jelly roll, but it was something you'd be happy to serve, you know, at after dinner. <clears throat> I love when she fixes it up cuz she rolls that jelly roll and you're right. It's not it doesn't it doesn't look pretty as a picture. And then she says, oh, and you have some leftover strawberries. And she she just sort of drapes those strawberries on the dish so that suddenly it's like, oh, now it all looks right. I wish it were in color. PBS has only black and white episodes up right now. They seem to have extinguished all the episodes that used to be on YouTube uh, a few oh. years ago. Um, I'd like to see more of the color episodes. Um but it's only black and white ones for the time being, at least, because she often talks about the color. And in in uh, the ham oh. dinner episode, she's talking about the watercress that she's just put through that food mill, yeah. that medieval device. And she's talking about the vivid green color. I really want to see it. Um, the other thing that was quite a sight to see was the cherries jubilee which she lights on fire and she's got that pan and that rickety frame. And there's a couple times, mom, she's lighting that thing on fire and it almost threatens to tip over. Do you remember that? I just could. Well, God, I was so nervous. That high wire act of lighting that. Um, it had enough booze in it to satisfy a whole <laughs> ship of sailors. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. She didn't spare the liquor in that uh, cherries. It was a jubilee to it, be sure. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, let's talk about the episode she did with David Letterman. So uh, mom and I also watched, um, a classic late night with David Letterman. So this is the NBC, uh, after midnight years, a uh, segment in which Julia comes on to, um, cook a little hamburger dish and, um, Dave's hot plate doesn't work, among other disasters. Um, and uh, here's a clip from that little moment. So we're we're gonna, just... This is going to be very rare, I think. Okay. <laughs> Good morning, no. America. Didn't, didn't pay the electricity bill, apparently. Well, this is their pan, anyway. Wait, this is embarrassing. Everything comes from Good Morning America? Well, the stove is yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a beauty, too, huh? It is <laughs> Just like Grandma used to make. What is that, a Mattel? That's nice. Uh, okay, we'll, uh, we'll be right here to see how this uh, hamburger turns out. All right. We're back uh, with Julia Child, and we're in the middle of uh, frying a hamburger, but what happened exactly there? Well, no, that's if I brought mine over from Good Morning America, it would have worked. This doesn't work. Doesn't work at all? So we're going to change in? it to beef tartare. Just as good because it's got all the onion in it. That's going to well, be absolutely beef delicious. Beef tartare, but it's, it's just ground beef. Don't you use a, a oh, higher quality than... Oh, no, you don't have to. Don't have to. No, beef particularly when you have what we're going to put on it. Mm -hmm. This is going to have a little mustard on like mm -hmm. this. You're going to love this. Well, I'm not going to be eating it, so... You're not! Well, it's just, it's raw beef, and you get, uh, oh, you get, uh, you, should. you get dysentery from eating that, won't you? Oh, no, you don't. Hepatitis? No. What, what, what do you get from eating uncooked meat? You get healthy. <laughs> now... We have a finishing touch. <laughs> All right, no way. It's right. going to be beef tartare gratiné, and you don't have any cooking equipment here. You don't have a broiler. 
We're going what, to what is this? This is, this, a, is uh, this is a blowtorch. A blowtorch, all right. So what did you make of this, Mom? She swiveled. She just made steak tartare. Yeah, yeah tartare, she... Tartare, uh, excuse me. She is so light on her feet. Um, there is no point in this segment in which the cooking device does not work that Julia seems at all thrown. And, or by Dave, for that matter. Well, he he was just acting like a... Uh, like he just stepped out of Mad Magazine. I mean, what a what a goofball he can be. And she's she's just trudging through. Just keeps on going. And he is throwing stupid comments and you know what is this and all uh, just all yeah, kinds of yeah being a jerk yeah, yeah. being and a he, jerk and yeah. but it's a great pairing because. She can, you know, it doesn't phase her one bit. Not and, at all. Um, she definitely gets the better of him in that segment, which he would have loved. Um, I think, you know, she was on many times. And if you search YouTube, um, search YouTube for a Julia Child on Letterman compilation. And it's every segment she ever did with him. Wow. And it's a really fun way to spend your lunch um, because they do have a great chemistry. Uh, but he was a heel back then, wasn't he? Though? He really oh, was. Boy. He he really could be, I, I mean, really annoying, like Jerry Lewis annoying. <laughs> did you watch Mel Blanc? Not to get too far off on Letterman, but did you watch Mel, the Mel Blanc interview? I I have it on my list. I can't wait. That's fine. That's fine. I don't know. I mean, it's. It's a great piece of mem of uh, memory of Mel Blanc, but Letterman is a total. He he will make you angry in this old clip, right. and I think he would make himself upset with how he behaved. But he's just um, one of his worst ever, and just a strange piece of broadcasting history. Mel Blanc on Letterman, you can search YouTube for that too. But let's not get a, get off on Letterman too okay. much. <clears throat> You're right. She was um, she was as adroit on that show, and I'm sure every other she appeared as she was on her own set. She was an amazing broadcaster, and um, it's so great to watch the aftertaste of Next Level Chef out of our mouths with this excursion into the French Chef. It's really good. It it's really good TV. It's really good TV. Mm -hmm. It's not trying too hard. It's not screaming at you it's just a great mm. show to watch from the early days of television broadcasting what's your grade for it mom i gave it an F. a no 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 <laughs> i gave it an a because uh i had forgotten how how it just it just was nice it was nice that's all i can say give it a try <laughs> Mom, what's your recommendation this week? Well, before I tell you that, can I just say I'd like to give a shout out yeah. to the uh, listener that sent us a picture of Michaels of Brooklyn. Oh, uh, that's I'm so sorry. I forgot Ma, on the rundown. Does it say who Sophie, it is? It's from Sophie D. Uh, her uh, Twitter uh, handle is Phillies Femme. So I am guess this is a Phillies-Yankees game, and she sent us a screenshot of it. And, uh, yeah, in the background, uh, the or behind the batter's box, all the ads 
are for wouldn't you know it brothers of brooklyn pasta sauce yum so here's a tip of our cap to mom's favorite pasta sauce that's brothers of brooklyn i think that's great and we well i really appreciate it <laughs> you know i'm pulling it. your chain right it's michael's of brooklyn well you know it's something of brooklyn I can't. There was a whole thing about it, and I you know, still don't know. know what it is. Boy, boy, you know. talk about do, your mom's but... been spending the whole morning complaining about how nobody listens to her. I don't know if anybody <laughs> listens to me anymore. You just went in one ear and out the other, Ma. Anyway, you remember the whole pasta sauce thing? Thank you, Sophie, for sending in the Michaels. It's actually Michaels of Brooklyn, and let's all move on with our goddamn right. lives here. All right. What's your recommendation this okay. week, Mom? Thanks, um, Sophie. We love you. Um, um, can I say two things? I was going to recommend po- Poker Face <laughs> with Natasha Leone. Uh, and the first three episodes were really fantastic, really, really, really good. And then something happened, and I don't know if the writer left or whatever, <laughs> but it turned into absolute crap. But if you're looking for Oh, some, really? Yes, yes. It was ridiculous. I mean, the writing just turned awful, so I don't know what happened. But what I am going to recommend to you— Thanks for that. I love that was a uh, like express review. That was great. Well, People have I... asked us to review Poker Face, and now, no, oh. no joke. Now you know how mom feels about it. Did I ruin No, something? that was great. Okay. You didn't All ruin right. anything. No, that was great. Uh, but what's your recommendation? So My... that's like too right. bad, but what's your recommendation? Yeah. My recommendation is a show called Drive to Survive. It's about F1 racing behind the scenes. There are a lot of F-bombs. Um, and <laughs> so just be prepared for that. But it's very interesting to see how uh, behind the scenes go and what the race uh, individual race directors, uh, their thoughts and how they run a race, uh, a Formula One race. It's very exciting. Um, and there are a few laughs, but most part it's just getting to know the individual drivers if you have any interest in this at all um you have taken an interest in this in the past couple years i have i have and i love lewis hamilton i think he's a real gem and that's all i'll say i think it's a great show okay drive to survive uh full of f1 f bombs is mom's (laughs) recommendation I don't recommend the F-bombs. Kaboom! <laughs> That's all for this edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back soon um, to talk about and hear my notes leave off. Mom, what? How about something interesting? How about it? Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. That's always important, and we'd love to get an email from you. It's popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything. Talk to us if you see the Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce ad, and maybe they're nationwide. If it has been spotted near you, Michaels of Brooklyn, now I'm not even, I'm 100% sure of it, Mom, but I'm 90% sure the name of the pasta sauce is Michaels of Brooklyn. It is. Tell us if you spot it. I'd like for us to become the official Michaels of Brooklyn spotters uh, of the podcasting world. Love it. Talk to us about that or anything else. We love you, Mom, and I will talk to you again real soon. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too.